0: a Sheet the Loudest by Lil Tecca sets the scene for today's interview. Nick Johnson is a rising senior at the University of Texas, and after deciding that the generic business path wasn't for him, he dove headfirst into the music scene going from running food errands to being behind the scenes for a no jumper interview all the way to going on tour with lil tecca Nick describes his incredible journey in music everybody please welcome Nick Johnson my I know that I'm gone. They see me blowing up Hey y'all, I'm Chinmay Pingale and this is the Young Money Podcast. Through my early adult life, I've always wanted to find a way to make money. As I go through college and the corporate life is awaiting around the corner, I continue wanting to find new hustles, which hopefully can one day take over a corporate job. The Young Money Podcast is for listeners who are looking for new, innovative ways to make money in a way that is feasible for young adults. If you think you or someone you know is making money in a way that people would be interested in hearing about, please email me at cmpingale at gmail.com. What's up, Nick? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? i'm pretty good how's the chicago weather ah uh, it's it's a lot better than expected honestly it's, yeah. it's soft here so that's good i went to chicago to, i stayed in chicago for like a summer like six years ago and the weather was like insane so i could imagine it's probably pretty good um new york's like whatever i'm in new york right now and it's like always raining which is kind of annoying but it's it's we'll make it sure, man um so yeah I wrote out a couple questions, as I mentioned, and I guess like the best way to get started is, could you just introduce, uh, so I know you as like someone who's super involved in music. Could you kind of just give a really early on like, or an introduction of how you got into the whole music scene in general?
1: For sure, man. Um, so I would say I kind of got interested in, in music as a career, um, going into my yeah. freshman year of college. I knew I wanted to do business um that was definitely like the direction I wanted to head in but a lot of the like traditional like business routes didn't really like excite me so like my brother did finance and I was like oh it's cool you can make a lot of money but I kind of just wanted to do something like out of the ordinary um and so I started to think and, and music was definitely like one of my passions on the side um and so I kind of just combined the two I was like why don't I start pursuing the music business um and so that's where I just freshman year I kind of just got involved that way um but yeah
0: got it okay so we're in freshman year you're at the University of Texas what is like that first step so you decide like hey whatever and I totally understand like finance isn't for me or a lot of the other like regular business paths aren't for everyone and I totally understand why what is like that first step you did So yeah, that's actually funny you asked me that. It's, it kind of just fell into
1: my lap. Um, So I actually went to a show uh, in downtown Austin. It was a Jay Weil show. um, Mm -hmm. And I met the photographer there who just so happened to run an organization called FTS, which is called For the Students, based out of Austin. And it's literally a company that helps students get into the music business. Oh it kind of really just fell into my lap, like, to be honest, like, I met Khalil, shout out Khalil, Mm -hmm. Ogden from FTS. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're still doing their thing. And I kind of just started helping them. Um, I went to a few of their conventions and they had actually had K-Tranata's manager as one of the first like speakers that I helped.
0: Uh Oh, wow. So it was like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So basically from there, I
1: was just helping them kind of interning for them for a little bit. Um, and then I started just like exploring other opportunities of like what I could do from there.
0: Wow. So it was literally like, you were just like standing next to the photographer. You were just, you saw him and you were like, Hey, like, how are you doing this right now?
1: Yeah. And I was was also a little bit, I didn't know what I wanted to do in the music business. So I was kind of dabbling in photography a little bit. And so I just kind of like cracked up a conversation with him and it was kind of just like a crazy thing. And now Khalil who runs FTS is one of my really great friends. Um, That's awesome thing
0: okay so what like was your first step in FTS like what did they what role did they put you at oh yeah so I was really just helping them where I could um they were having a
1: lot of like events bringing like managers or um just like other executives in the music industry to like speak for the people Mm -hmm. of FTS so I was really just helping on like even the first event I didn't even help with any of the like plans or anything I was just Mm -hmm. the food runner and it. so it was literally just grabbing food for the event, coming back. And I got to sit in the um the meeting and just yeah. get knowledge from everyone. And so that was no, really just
0: yeah. Stuff. And I feel like that's that's actually really like cool that you mentioned that because I feel like for a lot of the people I've talked to who are either in the entertainment industry or the music industry, like specifically, I think of Harold too, like at that very first point, it's like you should be doing whatever it is just to oh, be yeah. in the area. So I I like have seen that trend uh, throughout the music industry. Um, So that's how you start. And like, I I assume that's like where you're kind of building the relationship and you, I guess, get promoted or like, what was the first kind of music related thing you did at FTS?
1: Well, yeah. So after FTS, um, I really was just kind of like looking for anything I could get my hands on to work in the music business. Mm -hmm. Um, And so At the time, it was during the pandemic, and I was actually trying to learn how to do Photoshop on the side. I thought maybe I want to design uh, clothes for the music industry or whatever. Yeah. So I was in basically my friend JB. um, Mm -hmm. He worked for Lyrical Limited as their creative director.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I was in his Instagram lives trying to figure out he was doing these little tutorials on how to Photoshop and do all that. Mm -hmm. So I was like a consistent viewer in those Instagram lives. Yeah. Um, and then he decided he wanted to start a class called the artwork class, Yeah. Um, which is basically a class for young entrepreneurs that are trying to learn how to make money off of their craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I direct message him on Instagram and I'm like, hey, man, um, if you need any help with the class, like I can mm-hmm. do whatever. Um, he hits me back and we get on a phone call and we just hit it off. And so I helped him um, start the class, basically.
0: Hey. That's awesome. Wait, so is JB someone you knew already, or someone you got connected like through FTS or something? You were literally just from Instagram Live.
1: Literally cold DM oh, on wow. Instagram Live, and I'm like, "Hey man, like, uh-huh. surprised he even responded to me." Honestly. That's crazy.
0: So that means like, like he noted he knew that you're someone who had been on those lives and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I guess yeah. That just I mean, I feel like all these things just go to show, like you have to put yourself in those, like, you have to be present, essentially, is what I'm understanding. Um, Okay, so the class, so what does he say? Like, what is like the structure there? Like, is it just like, yeah, you can work for me for free, or I'll pay you, or I'll give you a cut? Like, how did that look?
1: No, so there was no money involved, actually. Um, So basically, it it was a free class. And Mm -hmm. we had about five or six guest speakers um, from the industry. Mm -hmm. And basically what I did for the class is I basically put together um, interview questions for the guests we had. We had guests um, like Cole Bennett. Oh, nice. Pekka's manager, Giuseppe, mm-hmm. um, Parker Absin, um, and just a few other people. And so it was really just a great opportunity for me to even like be in those meetings and like yeah. people I looked up to before, like uh-huh. you know, even getting in this stuff, like people I just yeah, want, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, getting to like help interview them and pick their brand was just like really great for me.
0: No, that's awesome. Also, just to run it back real quick, is JB someone who's already kind of had a foothold in the industry or like oh, yeah. how, who, who, like what is his role kind of? So, he was creative director
1: um, for Lyrical Limited for about oh, okay. oh, yeah. eight to right. 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also done a ton of cover art, um, he's done cover art for Maxo Cream um
0: got
1: it and got he current he doesn't work for lyrical Lemon anymore but he currently designs for people like asap rocky Don um, do awesome. So yeah. he's a very good designer
0: mm-hmm. so how long did this class kind of go for um
1: i think the class went on for about three to four months oh wow so it's like a full semester yeah it was a full semester oh cool was it like during school and stuff like when yeah, just- yeah. oh, during the nice. pandemic
0: yeah what time what time was it at
1: uh it was first semester of sophomore year I believe like
0: was it like at 8 a.m or something
1: yeah yeah we would have it on
0: Sundays oh really okay that's awesome um okay so from there like how do you pivot or is there more to kind of that class or like what do you learn from it like how do you pivot or like leap pad yourself from it
1: for sure so past the class um it's something we thought we were going to keep doing for semesters to come
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and so once it stopped I kind of just was like well now what now what do I do you know what I mean why did it stop uh like just different things like people caught up in work and it was just like not the right fit or whatever but um basically I was just looking for new work after that and me and JB were still great friends Mm -hmm. um I was helping freelance work with them stuff um and then past that I was really just looking for anything I could do yeah yeah
0: so so what what like how'd you find your next gig so my next gig um shout out
1: Sasha at UT he's a professor he he teaches music business at UT which is the only class of its kind
0: really is it Uh, is it under McCombs
1: no it's under it's in the communication school okay got it got it yeah um, so basically, I was in that class. It was it's intro to music business, um, and he has all these fire guest speakers come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so one of his best friends that helped him manage Toylands for about ten years, Philip Payne, mm-hmm. he was a guest speaker in our class. And um, I had introduced myself after class, whatever, just to introduce myself. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later on Instagram, he had posted looking for um, an intern like send me a resume or whatever yeah so I sent him my resume um we got on the phone the next week and just again hit it off wow. a lot of similar interests as far as like uh he was a football player at UT's and oh, really okay. athletics um and you said he was a football player at UT yeah yeah he oh, was, wow. oh, cool. he was number one recruit in Texas uh what? For five years in that's 2000 insane.
0: Yeah. I did not know that that's yeah. crazy
1: but um basically we got on the phone and hit it off um Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I currently do is I'm his assistant and help with the roster of artists that he
0: manages nice also wait sorry what was his name Philip Payne Philip Payne okay and um did you like when you reached out to him or let me go first on when you introduced yourself like was that kind of just like you were just saying hi like letting him know that you you exist and then when that opportunity came up you did you like swipe up and you're like hey we met or did yeah. you not mention that at all?
1: No, I swiped up and I said, "Hey, I was in Sasha's class in the front row because okay. I had been asking him some questions because I was st- extremely interested in his career path." Uh-huh. Um, God, and yeah. so I feel like he kind of noticed me, maybe. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I definitely, he definitely knew my face from it from the day. Okay. Cool. So, what is he? What did he want an intern to help manage, like the people he's managing, or what? What was like the internship about?
1: For sure, yeah. So a little bit of like my day-to-day stuff is right. kind of like emailing with labels, um, submitting songs to label portals, mm-hmm. um, kind of just like little day-to-day logistics of like a manager, like okay.
0: setting up meetings for them, just mm-hmm. like all that type of stuff. So he, so Tory Lanez wasn't the only artist he managed, right? Or, or was no. So
1: okay. he, him and Sasha co-managed Tory Lanez for about 10 years. Um, And then last year they had stopped managing toy lanes, but Mm -hmm. Philip still manages like an
0: artist of like 10,
1: like uh, a roster of like 10 other artists. Okay.
0: Got it. Got it. And you were helping with the logistics around that, like just the whole roster in general. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. So is that like, how long did this internship last for? Was it in person or virtual?
1: Um, Both a mixture of both. So sometimes we would go to um, places downtown and meet and work so it was based in Austin, right? Yeah, based in Austin. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so I would say I did that for about four or five months before my next opportunity came.
0: Got it. And like, what would you say was like, I mean, let's just go to both of them. So first like with um, TFS, right? That's what's, wait, sorry. What is it called? F- FTS, sorry, FTF. With FTS and like this opportunity, like what do you think were the two kind of biggest learning lessons? Like you can make them separate or together.
1: For sure. I would say, like, always come to someone with value, um, mm-hmm. kind of like when you're just hitting these people randomly and you're just yeah. like, hey, I can help in whatever way, like you want me to. That's mm-hmm. not really good enough sometimes. You kind of yeah. need to come, with, like, come to them with something like, I can do this, or, you know, I would just say, mm-hmm. like, always try to provide value before you even ask for something. Um, I feel yeah. like it's a good, like, general rule of thumb in the music industry because... A lot of the times people in the music industry kind of expect you to work for free. Yeah. It's like a very big thing in the music industry that mm-hmm. you have to pay your dues before you get any type of like big status or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I would just say, yeah, uh,
0: bringing value to wherever you're trying to work for is huge. That makes sense. And I honestly, I feel like it's not even just a rule of thumb for the music industry, but it maybe it's not used that much outside of it, but I feel like if you do, it could actually be like a huge help. Well, yeah. like, were there any like hard skills you think, or like just like generally like things you got good at whether that's from tfs or is it tfs or fts (laughs) yeah sorry fts and like uh working for uh like this man this guy who managed um toy lanes yeah um i wouldn't
1: necessarily say like in the music industry hard skills are everything Mm -hmm. i'd really say like soft skills are like where you can really exceed as far as like interpersonal skills like just being a good person to talk to like having mm-hmm. a good attitude is a lot of like the stuff that really gets you far that makes um, sense that makes but sense. as far as like hard, hard skills that i learned uh i would definitely say i got very organized at google calendar um that's a huge thing yeah. like planning yeah. meetings, doing all that mm-hmm. so that was one that's one thing that i'm i'm still trying to get perfect on but
0: mm-hmm. no that that is a very like underratedly difficult thing it is. It is. Um, <laughs> like i know at least like for UT, there's like, I don't know if you've heard of the speaker series McCombs has, but like, that's something I'm helping out with and just getting like timings between like the Dean of McCombs and like our speakers. It's like ah, really, yeah. it's really difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. No, that's super, that's super insightful. So looking at like your next step, you went, you're, you're kind of at the end of this four month internship. How are you like viewing the landscape? Like, where do you go to? Yeah so I'm still working for Philip currently. Um, okay cool.
1: But yeah the transition was basically um, JB from when I had worked with him in the art, artwork class. Yeah. Um, I'd still been in touch with him after like that four four or five month period um, mm-hmm. and he kind of honestly just randomly hit me out of the blue one day just oh, me and I answered he's like do you want to go on the little tech tour?
0: Um,
1: like, what like what are you talking about? And he's like Basically, I'm running the merch for the tour. Um, I need someone to go on the road because I have too many responsibilities in town in Chicago. Um, And so I was just like kind of blown away. Like, wow, opportunity or whatever. Um, Uh And then I took it the next day and I didn't look back really.
0: So what, wait, what, how, what year is this? So this is, this is this year in February, I believe was the first date. Okay, so we still had, wait, like, what about school?
1: So I dropped all my classes, was the thing. Oh,
0: really? Wow, yeah.
1: okay. Now And I had to take a few classes in the summer to kind of, like, get uh-huh. my back or whatever.
0: Um, and you're set to graduate 2023, right? We're, we're the same year? Okay. Right. okay, okay, wow. So you just, that's, I mean, honestly, that's that's really cool yeah, that I you could say. Everything
1: went, man. I was just. That's <laughs> the first crazy. Thing, it was a really crazy decision, but uh-huh. I definitely think it was worth it.
0: No, I'm I, i I'm really glad you made that decision instead of staying in school. One of those um, I didn't want to look back and, like, have regret on, you know what I that, mean? Yeah, that would have been an insane regret. Um, But, okay, so are is this still, like, you're just kind of paying your dues, working for free, or is he, like, no, like, we'll get you paid for, like, this time? I definitely got paid on the ticket tour. Okay. Um, nice.
1: It was nice because I definitely still had um, stuff to pay for back home that I couldn't mm-hmm. go. Um and okay. so they paid me. And one thing that was nice about the tour that I didn't realize is they give you per diem. Mm-hmm. So on top of your salary, you get fifty dollars a day for food or okay, you yeah. spend on and stuff. And yeah. that's kind of like your your play money while you're on tour yeah. and yeah. like a salary that you don't really touch.
0: Uh-huh. No, um, that's that's really nice. Um so you're like traveling around the country at this point, right? Correct. So what's the first city? Like where, so t- tell us how, like where, where the first stop is and like how you get, or it doesn't really matter how you get there. Where's the first city that he performed at?
1: He performed in Atlanta, the first city. Atlanta. Um, I, okay. by myself. I was, didn't know how it was going to go. Like didn't, uh-huh. didn't know a lot of people
0: who were going to be on the tour or anything or anything. Yeah.
1: It was kind of like a a crazy thing. So yeah. got to Atlanta first day.
0: So are you guys like, busing to location to location, I assume? Yep. Okay. We
1: had two tour buses um, the whole time for the tour. And um, sometimes when we would be traveling to like a faraway region, uh, we kind of like bus in a region, and then if we yeah. had to go so far, we would fly there. Fly. Okay. Um, so we probably took about three or four flights, and then the rest of the time it's just like bus and like you're on yeah. you're on the tour bus, like wow. doing.
0: <laughs> so how many people like uh, how many people were with him on tour like total? If you had to guess.
1: Um. So he had his very close knit group of friends on his bus. Mm-hmm. So that's probably like four to five people on Texas right. bus. And then on the other bus, it's tour managers, me. Um, so I'd say probably around like
0: 15 to 20 people. Total. Um, okay. Yeah. And are y'all staying like on, like, I know some buses, like you could sleep in it. You're sleeping in the bus?
1: Yeah, dude. Not all the time. Wow. On off days, we would get hotels. But if we have a stretch of like three Jeez to four shows, crazy. like you're sleeping in the little bunk, like you're wow.
0: in it out. That's like, crazy. That's yeah. insane. Um, I was so, all though, man. Was, huh? Oh yeah, no, I bet, I bet. <laughs> um. So, what was like the first? I mean, I'm sure like his first performance for his tour, like the opening one, was probably insane, right? Like, could you just describe what that was like,
1: dude? I mean, it it was pretty crazy. So he actually brought out Lil Yachty. Um, oh yeah, for show, which uh-huh. was pretty really cool um, to see, and. Yeah, so like the first show is re- like super hectic because everyone's just trying to figure out their rhythm of like how to okay. do things. Yeah. So meet each other. I was helping the guys that were going to help me at the merch booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, tour managers are trying to meet everyone and Got make it. sure everyone's okay. So,
0: first show was definitely really hectic, um, oh.
1: but it was cool. You no, brought that's up really cool. It was really dope.
0: So, so, your role during this con or like during the concert, I guess. Is like there's a separate booth, and I'm I'm sure I've seen, it. I think I know like kind of generally what your role was. But like, are you actually the one like dishing out the shirts and like oh yeah? Okay. Was I'm it just oh, you? No, no.
1: So um no, no, JB didn't go on tour with me, but um my friend Wave, who is also signed to Galactic, um oh. which is Tech's is label, okay he was helping me um the whole tour, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's just
0: you and him like Dishing out shirts, getting
1: payments and stuff. Yeah, I would say my yeah. role. Yeah, I was run the merch booth every night, setting it up, um, making sure it got all the merchandise got from point A to point B. So from yeah. city to city, um, Interesting. inventory, making sure like we had enough. So like when we ran out, I would have to like ask the mm. manufacturer to ship more, right. um, coordinate that, and then close with the venue at, at the night give give their split and. Mm that was pretty much my that's role that's crazy
0: that's awesome um so would you ever get a chance to like actually go and enjoy like the oh, concert yeah, yeah or could you
1: see it from where you're selling it for sure so i would say about 80 percent of the shows um uh-huh. like i was in the venue or whatever and i could see the show yeah and then the other 20 percent would kind of just be like if they were huge venues uh-huh. they would kind of have the merch booth like right at the entrance okay Got so it. I it's probably like five to ten shows maybe mm, got it got but, it yeah what was like the craziest thing you saw while, while y'all were on tour craziest thing i saw hmm, i don't know i guess one night um teca's manager and teka and decided to rent out a whole bowling alley uh uh-huh. everyone that was on the tour that's pretty cool uh, that was that's pretty dope. and that was just one of those things where it was like they decided to do it like at a whim yeah I was like, yeah
0: yeah no that's cool would you like what was your favorite city favorite city honestly
1: i would have to say seattle
0: really like, wow.
1: because of the rain and everything but uh-huh. I, just, I don't know something about it was just like really cool to me and like all the trees and like yeah. just the wildlife there was just really cool to me
0: uh-huh
1: where do you think tecca
0: performed the best like from what you saw Okay,
1: so I think the craziest performance was Toronto. Okay. Sometime, like, he, he probably didn't go up to Canada a lot, and something
0: about it, man, like they were just going crazy. Like, the really? whole thing, like oh, that's great. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. So, what was New York City like not insane too? Oh,
1: yeah. No, New York yeah, City. Yeah. Crazy yeah. Too. Um, he played Terminal Five, which is like a pretty historic uh, venue uh-huh. in New York. Damn. Um And so, I guess, yeah, I guess numbers wise, that was probably our biggest show um, since yeah. it was his hometown oh really
0: he's from New York yeah he's from New York I didn't know that oh that's crazy okay so that's that's insane that you got to go on tour like that's that's really fucking cool um but let's like how long was the tour by the way like how many cities did you hit to 35 okay and was it like over two months or
1: yeah it was about two months
0: two months so you come back it's probably at this time like what like April I guess April May yeah, okay a- so summer's kicking in like how do you decide like what you want to do next are you kind of just chilling for the next two months because it's probably exhausting like how are you how are you so,
1: so when I got like when I first got back I took a week to just like decompress yeah, that's what I happened <laughs> or like definitely puts a toll on you like it's mm-hmm. hard to make a diet like hard to work out and, like, yeah. just, like physically and mentally it's tough on you um mm-hmm. so I took like a week to just like literally do nothing like literally and yeah. just like mm-hmm. lay on the couch watch movies do anything but that's what i did and then um probably a week after that i kept working for philip um mm-hmm. who was the person i worked for right before tour
0: yeah so he just, like, he just had your spot, like, paused, and then he was just like, yeah, whenever you get back, like, Much, love. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you're doing through the summer. Like, is, it, is, the, is the stuff with Philip mainly, like, as you said, like, just scheduling things, or did that role ever kind of change as you worked for him longer and longer?
1: It did. So I kind of started leaning into the A&R side of stuff. Okay, um, nice. So that's what Harold does, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, yeah. 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 Um, But basically, I was trying to find new artists for him to manage slash sign to labels. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, probably about a month ago, um, I signed my first artist, which was great—a great thing. And so, from now, uh, I mean, from then, now I'm just helping, kind of like develop his career, helping Uh on the management side with that. Um, And so, we signed to a label, and that was very good.
0: So, is that like the label that? Philip runs or is this so,
1: so it's a different label it's called AWOL
0: okay um, they're like a record
1: label kind of like indie music pop music
0: got it got it and so I guess like this is actually a question I asked Harold too A&R like the way I understand it it's like literally like angel investing in the finance world but literally yeah. for music is there like specific variables you look look for like let's say there's some listener right now who's trying to like he or she is like trying to get really good at music, and maybe they have some growth. Like, what are you looking for out of them to be like? Hey, like this person has like potential.
1: For sure, um, I would say two things. Um, the first thing I would really look for before like I actually start working with an artist mm-hmm. is that they're self-sufficient. Yeah, um, not in a way to where I don't ever have to like help them with anything. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff that artists have to do, like to be very successful, is to be working by themselves making music every single day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's one thing I look for.
0: That makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Also like image is a big thing, um, mm-hmm. not all of it, but you know, like if someone has very good music and they're not like engaging with everyone on Instagram, mm-hmm. like, they're not like, don't have a big audience there. Um, yeah. Something that I definitely look at is just like their image and kind of like who they engage with, like and stuff like that.
0: Got it, and that makes sense. Um, could I talk a little bit? So at this point, like, I'm sure on tour, you're not really, like, super, like, on top of, like, doing a bunch of Photoshop stuff. And yeah. I kind of want to go back to that. Like, is this, like, is the Photoshop thing ever from since the, like, live streams? Like, w- was this a skill you were, like, continuously working on? Or did it, like, kind of go and then pause? Or, like, what did that what did that look like?
1: Uh, so the Photoshop stuff, um, I got, like, kind of my first big opportunity with that while I was doing Class of JB. Mm-hmm. um so uh Tekka's manager Giuseppe had hit us up and was like during the class and was like hey we need a Tekka single done by tomorrow uh-huh. um it's the show me up song I don't know if you've ever heard that but i on TikTok uh-huh. um, and so literally he hit us up he's like I need this done in two days uh-huh. so maybe hop on with a few of the other students yeah we just whip it up in one night and so oh, yeah? I'm kind of, like my first like big
0: kind of opportunity as far as like graphic design goes so you helped make like this art like our art, artwork on the cover right here yeah, that yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it right now yeah, yeah yeah. oh that's crazy that's sick um that's insane so like was it so it was you and like a couple other students it was me a couple other students and then JB yeah wow wow that's insane so this is pre-tour or like this is, particular.
1: this is okay. during the artwork class. Yeah.
0: Got it. So it seems like JB just has a good relationship with like Tekka's manager or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 He oh, um yeah. actually made the the cover art for Tekka's first big album.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The one where he's
1: hugging the globe or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh, wait. Wow.
0: That's crazy. Uh, cool. No, that's really cool. Okay. So I guess we're working for Philip. Could you talk about like, plan a now and how you got started or like into that and like what it is for like the listeners to know at home yeah so plan a is
1: a management slash label i would say Mm -hmm. um run by philip Payne. and so basically what we're looking to do one side of the business is philip is trying to do consulting so Mm -hmm. any young executives that are trying to make it into the music industry or have artists and aren't sure, like maybe they're approaching labels and they don't know how to talk to a label. Philip is a consultant for that. So that's one half of plan A. And the other half of plan A is our roster of artists that we manage together. Um, And so basically, yeah, those are the two kind of like aspects.
0: So is plan A what you were interning for? Like, is that, or is that, okay. And so that's like what you're doing today. Like, is this related to the clothes stuff that you were referring to uh, no okay uh, not at all <laughs> sorry my bad um so so could we is that are those two things on the timeline like next to each other or like kind of overlapping so like you're doing this work with Philip and then you find this new opportunity with the clothes or how did that look like
1: no so I did the clothing stuff um the artwork class first
0: oh so I
1: okay. yeah that oh. was was And then past that, um, when I'd taken the class with Sasha and Mm -hmm. I got introduced to Philip, um, I did that probably for about a four or five month period, Uh not doing really any work with JB, but then JB had reached out to me. Yeah. uh,
0: Okay. Wow. (laughs) Okay.
1: Did that. And now I'm back working for Philip.
0: Okay. So the clothes thing was kind of just one stint and then like, it's kind of in the past now.
1: I've done done photography, graphic Mm -hmm. design, tried to be a manager, Uh um, I'm trying to do an right now. So it's yeah. really kind of like throwing stuff at the wall. Yeah. Like seeing if you like it and just like see if it sticks. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I honestly respect that. Like I've also like, I mean, just like with what I do, like there's just a lot of stuff I try to do and like I try to do well. And I, I like believe in the, this idea of like shooting a bunch of shots because you don't really know like what you would be good at without trying it. 100%, dude. So that's kind of my take and approach as well. And I, and personally, I've seen it work pretty well for me. Um, So that was like a crazy timeline. And you've been doing so much, which I think is like amazing. What would you say kind of like to anyone at home or like kind of looking back on it, like what advice would you give or you think you got that worked really well for you? Um, I would just say
1: don't be scared to reach out to people. Um. Mm-hmm a lot of the times in the music industry, you're going to deal with people that kind of, you're just going to be like, nah, I, like, I don't need any help. Or like, or just not even going to respond to you. Like yeah. before JB responded to me, I probably DM'd like 50 people or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, and that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, like, you have so many successes under your belt, but like, could you talk about times, like there were shortcomings and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. There's a ton, man. So, so just DMing people, like literally what I said to JB, like, Hey, can I help you with like, whatever, like, Thought I had some good value to bring to them and they just didn't even respond to me or, like, yeah, just like I don't need help. So I would say that I probably happened like 50 times, honestly, before okay. like yeah. I some work.
0: No, and honestly, I feel like um, that's like something I've thought about too. Like, I feel like someone who's just okay and comfortable with getting rejected like 50 times in a row is probably someone who's pretty powerful just because they're not with like that's not really wavering their like commitment to it. You're there, man. Um, what is like your goal? I guess so we're both at McCombs like it's a great business school Mm -hmm. what is like your goal with kind of like balancing school this upcoming year with like this music stuff that you're like super passionate about
1: yeah man so it was honestly a big decision for me to come back to school Uh Um, there's actually a tech European tour that I offered to do this semester Uh Um, but I turned it down because I do want to finish school Um, oh wow yeah. yeah, I'm first generation. So mm-hmm. finishing my degree is like, means a lot to me and my mom. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so that was really my main kind of like factor in like going back to school. Um, sick. Um, I'll have a awesome. year and I might uh, have to take like some extra classes in the summer after this Got year. It. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, that's my plan is just nice. keep working, making money yeah. this semester and finishing school.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like that's a pretty good plan. Um, what about like after call after college? Like you, you're, it seems like you're pretty dead set on like staying in the music industry, like five years out from now, where, where do you hope to see yourself?
1: I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I think one of two things, maybe I see myself living in LA, um, kind of like always been like a little goal of mine, you know, especially Mm -hmm. working in the music industry. That's where like most of the stuff happens. Yeah. Um, and so definitely living there could be Mm -hmm. really cool um but also even staying in Austin and just continuing the work I have now um could also like be an option for me Mm -hmm. so I'm really just kind of like figuring out what I really want to do like this next year as far as like hone down like a specific career within the music business
0: oh that's no that makes sense also super random I remember when I was looking through your Instagram yeah. What, was it, what was that stint with no jumper like what was that well, oh yeah
1: yeah man so i went to the no jumper studios um uh-huh. my friend Bobble lamb who um he's a twitch streamer right now mm-hmm. yeah kind of, he does commentary on the underground like rap scene
0: yeah
1: um so he needed a vlogger out in la and mm-hmm. so i'm really not even that great with a camera but he was like yeah. come out and just like vlog for me that's um, insane! Like, how do you? So first him? night, I don't even know. I met him through his manager, who lives in Austin.
0: Okay, is so it like a different manager, like that? You is this just like a separate manager, or one of the managers you've like worked for? I don't know, no, just like a guy that I've known oh, Cool, um, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> so first night, like I have no clue what we're doing, and we yeah. we pull up to No Jumper, mm-hmm. um, and the interview before lamb mm-hmm. so the interview before Bob Lamb we get there and it's still going on and Bobby Shmurda like walks out of the no stage way what the? like Bobby Shmurda right there <laughs> Wait, like, was this like right after he got released or something nah, like, no, no 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 oh yeah I guess it was yeah yeah right after he got released from jail. wow
0: yeah. so you were one of the first people yeah. to see him again
1: <laughs> yeah so That's I got in there and I have you I didn't even know I'm going into a jumper that night so uh-huh. I'm just in no jumper and I'm looking
0: at like Bobby Schmur and Adam 22 That's and I'm, insane. What is happening right now? That's insane. I used to watch so much No Jumper until I got like like all of like early high school, I'd watch so much yeah. of it. For me to like meet Adam and stuff. Like it was yeah. just like weird. That's crazy. That's insane. Um, are there any like quick cool stories you would share or like you could think of off the top of your head? Um I mean I'm it's been pretty cool already, I'll say that. <laughs>
1: Uh, on the same trip where I went to the Jumper no studios, uh-huh. I um, got to play basketball and guard 24K Golden. Oh wow, that's and great! Also, like TSM Myth was like in the hoop session too,
0: and so like uh-huh. did he cross? Days. Did he cross you up? Nah, he didn't cross. <laughs>
1: I love that. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Um, okay, I mean, yeah, so that was, like, kind of all my questions. So I'll probably hand it off to you now. So if you want to give, like, any plugs, you can give multiple, any, like, parting advice, like, anything, the floor is yours. For sure, man.
1: Um, I guess I want to shout out my boy Jay Safari, um, the artist I'm working with right now. He just mm-hmm. had a great hit single called Dance. Um, so y'all go stream Dance, y'all go stream Too Hot, um follow him on our socials at who is Jay safari Mm -hmm.
0: Um, if if people want to reach you or contact you where should they go at nick j not nick at nick not nick yeah yeah. perfect and if i follow him on instagram too so if anyone wants to search him you can search it through mine too but yes nick thank you so much this has been an awesome interview and i really appreciate you coming on thank you so much for having me man yeah Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Young Money Podcast. If you yourself or someone you know would be interested in coming on speaking on this podcast, please email cmpingale at gmail.com and I'll be more than glad to see what I can do.